Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me this evening, I have Nicole. What's up? Emily. Hello. And Justin. Heyo. Just a reminder for all of you, if you did not catch the end of episode 52, uh, Jordan is currently on paternity leave. <laughs> we have decided that we are gracious co-hosts. <laughs> And that we would let him spend time with his baby that is not here yet. But we'll be here soon. Also, that baby's my niece. So we, we kind of had to be a little nice about it, I guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, during Jordan's paternity leave, we are going to be recording what Emily has coined the in-betweezen. You're welcome. Best name ever. <laughs> uh, or as I like to call it, season 1.5. Not nearly as good. No second place <laughs> well that's what it says on our calendar so in between colon season 1.5 <laughs> yeah. the village idiots one and a half <laughs> but there's a reason that it's sa- at 1.5 just makes more sense because it's super connected whoa whoa spoiler alert <laughs> so yeah uh, speaking of spoiler alerts i'll give a little background for uh the this uh, campaign we're gonna do like a, a mini session zero not like a full full-blown session zero here because we just want to hop right in what we're looking at right now we're probably gonna do about a 20 episode arc here for the in-betweezen give or take depending on how you know jordan's feeling with the wee babby and everything uh but anyway this in-betweezen starts around the same time as season one begins where Drew and Scar and Saf and Agamir all met in the crypts of Ilar's birth. My home. Drew's home. Away from home. I miss my hovel. <laughs> Your very hard curtain. Do you remember the very hard curtain? Yeah, I smashed it down. <laughs> yep. Good times, right? Uh, anyway, so the, yeah, this, this mini mini campaign is going to be taking place around the same time, the in-betweezen. However, we are going to be following three different characters. So Nicole will be playing Tora. Give us a little more info on Tora. Yeah. Cliff notes, spark uh, notes. <laughs> so Tora is a druid. She's also a human. And I took the background Outlander. We're starting the in-betweezen at level eight. So she's a level eight druid. Her name is Tora because when her mother was pregnant with her, she was out gathering things and went into labor all by herself in the woods. And a tiger came and helped her. And Tora means tiger. So she named me after the tiger that helped her. And throughout my life, I have felt a deep connection. Like whenever I was in need or whatever, just needed some kind of support. Like that tiger was always there for me. So I found a tiger stone one day and that became my druidic, uh, what's that word? Focus. Focus. That (laughs) something I clearly can't do. (laughs) So I'm a pretty, pretty low key, very, uh, I guess like you could call me a hippie, but I'm more like Bear Grylls. That's what I'd like to consider myself. Like I'm just living off the land, surviving. Tora drinks her own pee. Got it. <laughs> I distill it first. No, I'm just kidding. Put it in the wiki. 
Uh, yeah, so that's basically Torah. She's just really chill and super earthy, and and she's a moon. She belongs to the circle of the moon. Excellent. I can't wait to meet her mm-hmm. through my NPCs <laughs> that I will throw at all of you. Next, an initiative decided by me right now, you didn't roll for it, is Emily. <laughs> The initiative order is the order we're in on the screen for him. <laughs> and I know this now because we're sitting together to record and I never knew this before. And now it's honestly just made me angry. Why? Because I thought you were this chaotic being and really you're a robot, I guess. <laughs> hey, there's chaos there. Do I start from the top or do I start at the bottom? Wild. <laughs> also, if there's one of us that isn't paying attention, I know you immediately zone in on one of us. So. Yeah. And then I start from there and I either go up or down the mm. order. <laughs> anyway, um, I will be playing Marquess Maxine Monroe. She is a Marquess from Lux. Um, she's here really as her community service. Uh, she needs her hours demanded uh, of her to be to maintain uh, her presence in the circle of indulgence. She's super shitty. She is a human, because I've never played a human, so I'm doing that now. Uh, She is a rogue bard, because I love that combination. All she does is eat hot chip and lie. That's it. (laughs) She's a fancy lady, though. She's got, like, three M's on literally everything she owns, because (laughs) of her name. She loves her name. She loves hearing it said. Uh, Love the alliteration. Loves the alliteration. You know, bards. Bards. So <laughs> she started as a bard and uh, eventually multiclassed into rogue. And it's the College of Whispers. Started as a bard and now we're here. Yep. I can't remember <laughs> the bard one I chose. Well, the, the, college. the College of Whispers is your bard. Mastermind oh, is your mastermind is your uh, rogue archetype. What's your instrument for a bard? Kazoo. Oh. A liar. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, In a past campaign, I had bagpipes, which was lovely and horrible. Uh, but this time I'm choosing a liar, like an actual liar, because <laughs> I think that's funny. That's like the... It's like a hand harp. Yeah. It's like the thing he has in uh, Road to El Dorado. No, that is a mandolin. Mandolin, but bigger. Nope. <laughs> oh. Nope, not at all. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) Absolutely not. I'm just going to do this till his head explodes. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Maxine died of of brain aneurysm. (laughs) Wow. Spot. I hope you have a new character. This is really weird for me because normally I can hear Justin through the wall behind me, but I'm not at home. and, And it's just really strange that I feel like Justin and I aren't recording together. It's really weird. Oh, hey, speaking of Justin, uh, you're playing PAX, right? You want to tell us a little more about him? Yeah, PAX Keto is a lawful, neutral, deep elf bounty hunter. And I think, Nate, we were talking about them being from the Veiled City Mm -hmm. and from the Order of Seven, which is a bounty hunter's uh, there's part of a bounty hunters guild. Is one of the order of the seven. Is what yes. One of the seven is a bounty hunters guild. Yeah. Um, I'm a war domain cleric, level eight, and I'm ready to fuck shit up and heal. So <laughs> thank God. Nice. 
I dig it. That's me. Excellent. Uh, and hi, I'm the GM, you know, from the Village Idiots podcast. I'll be playing myself this evening and from here on out. Uh, and then whoever else I want to play. Um, yeah, but without further ado, let's jump into it. You all are running down the streets of Gizmoboro. The um, Gizmoboro is the artificer's uh, borough of Ilari. You are running down some very dirty, very noisy corridors. This is one of the not-so-nice parts. Well, I say not-so-nice, but this is one of the the parts of Gizmoboro that it's definitely older. It's still running off of some old magics. Uh, there's a lot of creaking and shuddering and lots of hissing as uh, steam releases from various conduits and pipes around you. You are all chasing your quarry. You met a few days ago in a tavern, but we won't start there because you're running in an alley right now. And uh, you all are chasing your quarry, who you know is named The Thorn. The Thorn. What? Is he like a villain? The Thorn. <laughs> the Thorn. Did he name himself? <laughs> He's got a cape and everything. This is what was on your... This was, was what was on the bounty slip that you all received. So you know who you are after. He is a, an elf. And the only other thing you know about him is he is dangerous. But is he worthy of packs? Because I only take bounties that are worthy of my skill. Yes, he is worthy of you. Clearly, because we're chasing him right now. <laughs> You've already decided. <laughs> well, a lot of people run, so. Pax is kind of used to this, huh? Uh, so the thorn is about a uh, hundred feet ahead of you down this alley, and it looks like the pathways are going to start to split in the winding streets and thoroughfares of Gizmoboro. If you all are not accustomed to the map that we have of Alari up there, Gizmoboro is the most kind of slapdash, put together looking borough in the map. Because of the crazy, quirky artificers. <laughs> so, what do we do? Well, I, I don't know. What, what do you do? <laughs> Run. <laughs> Run. We Run. already did that. That was episode 51. <laughs> it's always funny. It is. I'm going to do it one more time. <laughs> Run. <laughs> yeah, so don't we, we do that? What? Well, are, are you, you just want to run? Okay, let's roll initiative then uh, to figure out how this chase is going to go. I mean, I don't have any spells that can really stop. Him. I was looking for that too. I don't think I do either. Please excuse my metal dice. Good God. Brag about it. Well, you took the only dice mat that we have in the house, so. I bought this dice mat for my metal dice. The only... <laughs> dice mat we have in the house. Buy yourself a dice mat. How do we do initiative again? Dexterity. Wow. We've been doing this for a year, Nicole. <laughs> We've been no. doing this for more than a year and Nicole still fucks it up every fucking time. I told you how to do initiative when we had our session if you have any questions about this in betweezen. Yeah. It's your it, it is um 10 plus your dexterity modifier. See, I said dexterity. I got a 22. I got a 17. Maxine, please. <laughs> Swear to God. 16. All right, Pax, you're going to be first in the order. Uh, the thorn is about 100 feet 
down this alley from you, you see. Yeah, what's that name? Why is it the first the first named NPC that you all run into in the podcast? You all just tear to shreds. Well, yeah, if you give them a name like the Thorn, <laughs> that's your. That's on you. <laughs> I feel like we are completely absolved here. Hey, I didn't name this guy. Okay, he named himself. We've always had an affinity for like fucking with you about your characters' names. Come on, two pricks, like bro, you didn't know. The entire time. <laughs> and like, it's so good. You always yeah. come up with these great NPCs and we can't help but razz you about them. It's a I tradition. Know. I know. It's on brand for sure. It all started with Bisquick and it just went downhill from there. That one wasn't even mine. Yeah. It wasn't mine. I know. Fucking Strahd. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how far away is the thorn? 100 feet in front of you. It looks like the path is going to go to the right and to the left in uh, not-so-graceful curves. So he's about to make, or they're about to make one of these curves. Yeah, and you can't tell which one without some sort of roll. I do not have a spell for this with, that's in oh, range. Oh, I have a spell for this! Oh, wait. Oh, wait, do I? <laughs> I don't know if it's in range. Hold on. Um, so... Uh, if I my speed is thirty five feet, but my spell that I want to use is a sixty foot, so I'd be five feet too short, right? That's a bummer. Sheet. Yeah, mine's thirty feet. Never mind. Y'all can dash if you want. Well, yeah, but that's an action, right? Well, uh, yeah. Why don't you roll like an insight check to see if you can see if he's like leaning left or right? Okay. I, I will allow you to make an insight check for free. Ooh. Don't say I'm not benevolent. <laughs> Nineteen. Eighteen. Maxine, I'm gonna have to make you, have you make yours with disadvantage, please. Why? Because I know you don't really want to be here. Oh, that's fair. Ooh, that is a natty one. <laughs> Wait, that's not what we say. Oh, I crit myself. <laughs> Sorry, I'm way cooler than our podcast. <laughs> Okay, uh, Maxine, you are running and you actually, you snag one of your robes on, uh, I imagine you're wearing some sort of elaborate robe. Yes. Or something, yes, or dress. Yes, you are absolutely correct. Uh, you, you snag one it's of those on- It's pants and a dress. It looks like a dress, but it's actually pants. Yeah, it's a pantsuit. Okay, got it. Um, so you snag your pantsuit on one of the protruding magical instruments that's on the, the alley wall. It's one of your more expensive pantsuits. So you're pretty pissed. Oh. <laughs> but um, Pax and Tora, you see that it looks like the thorn's going to go left. Okay. So dashing is an action, right? Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to run and dash. So that's 70 feet. So you'd be within 30 feet. If you have anything you could do as a bonus action, now's the time. Bonus action. Let's see. Yeah, I was checking my spell book. I like to let my characters um, really get to know their characters by just throwing them in the middle of some sort of altercation right from the get-go. Haven't even talked as your characters yet. Okay, so I kind of want to do a spell, actually. And I feel like I don't know why it took me this long to figure this out. But I have a spell called Entangle. And it's 90 feet range. So how far away is this person? 
Uh, about 90 feet. 100, 100 feet. When it when it's your turn, you can do it for sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a bonus action, so I guess I'm just running and dashing. Oh, okay. Well, then, Tora, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Um, So I would like to get as close, like, close the distance. Close as much distance as you can? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Entangle. Okay. Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square, starting from a point within range for the duration up to one minute. These plants turn the ground in the area into difficult terrain. A creature in the area when you cast the spell must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. So at the very least, it'll be difficult terrain and he'll move slower. I mean, we mm-hmm. will too, but it helps. Yeah. Or at least if he st- if he slowed down, we can we can close the gap. Yeah. We can throw spells mm-hmm. that way too. Spell slingers, huh? All right. Uh, let's do this strength saving throw. What's your spell save DC? Fourteen. Well, a three's not going to do it. <laughs> so yeah, you. What do your uh, what do you, does your entanglement look like? Um, Describe s- that spell to me. Oh God. Uh, so <laughs> they all look like tigers coming out of the ground. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So it's kind of like in Sleeping Beauty when she when Maleficent like throws that spell and all the the vines with the thorns, the whole like pricker field. That's a mm-hmm. really terrible way to describe it. Pricker but, field, I'm with you. Uh, I was going to say bramble patch, but yeah. Bramble uh, patch. Pricker field. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, south, we call them the pricker field. <laughs> Emily, you're always making fun of me for my choice of words, and I love it, but uh, <laughs> um, I swear to God, I'm so much smarter in real life than I am on this fucking podcast. It's really ridiculous. It's me. I'm intimidating. It's okay. No, we're, we're called the village idiots. You're know, allowed. But like IRL, I'm not this stupid. Um, I uh, So I kind of like when I cast spells, my I clutch my tiger eye necklace in my hand and I close my eyes and I like, I just feel like the power in me and I reach out my other hand and all you see coming up from the ground are like tangles of vines and they are like a deep deep green color like very like hunter green excellent i dig it uh so the thorn is restrained in vines <laughs> i love it someone come up with a thing to say when we get to them you gotta have a good snappy thing you guys watched you guys watched avatar the last airbender right obviously the, t- of the course. tv show do you remember the boulder no the movie no, the, I only saw the movie. Is Dear that Lord. Not is that it, this just reminds me of that episode when they first meet Toph and they see the boulder and it's like a, they may, it's making fun of uh, that wrestler. What's his name? God. The Rock. Rock. No, they're making fun of Randy Savage. Not, uh, Macho Man Randy Macho Savage. Macho Man, yeah. The way he talks. But like also the Rock is like, Yeah, I know. Like, also. <laughs> Brother. I got it. I yeah. got gotcha. you. But yeah, this is the Thorn reminds me of the boulder. That was a Hulk Hogan reference. 
not Ra- Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Let the record show. I know who wrestlers are. So yeah, that's what I did. And now he's restrained. Woohoo. Yes, he's restrained. Uh, so the thorn is now restrained within these vines. And Maxine, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Here you go, Emily. Here's your moment. Uh, I got to run. I'm real far behind. I got, <laughs> I got snagged. Uh, so I guess I'm going to... How far away am I? 100 feet. Ugh. So how can I get to them in this action? I would have to dash. You would have to dash. You would get within uh, 40 feet. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, you are 40 feet away. Okay. That's going to bring us to the Thorns' turn. They're going to try and uh, get uh, free from these vines, which they succeed on. Uh, however, it is still difficult terrain for them, so I'm assuming that you you kind of cast these vines so they weren't centered on the Thorn, but more towards that path to the left, since that was where you saw he was heading. Mm-hmm. And so the Thorn moves through the 20 feet and is going to dash as well. So they use up 40 feet of their 60 feet of movement and get 20 feet past those vines. But he is now out of sight down this corridor. And that's going to bring us back to the top of the order with Pax. What would you like to do? Okay, if I run 35 feet, what's the distance between us still? If you run the 35 feet, you're going to be going through that uh, those uh, vines. That's difficult terrain, so you're going to need to spend some extra movement. Unless you want to try and do some cool bounty hunter shit. I... Like do a sweet wall run or something. I don't know. I was literally just going to say, please pull a Jedi Fallen Order fucking wall run right now. Oh, I was thinking of like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't played that game in a goddamn long time. So like. Well, you're you're a little you're a little older than us. So I think Tony. Uh, Excuse me. Tony Hawk Pro Skater was like the soundtrack of middle school for me. Yeah. But you know, I'm only w- three years older than you, Nathan. Yes, you see, but I was a I, I was a child at the time. My mind was still forming, and so it's burned into my memory. <laughs> you see, three years is a long time between ten and thirteen. I played plenty of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Just saying. Uh, so I'm gonna jump over, jump on top of like a crate or something, do a crazy wall ride, and continue running after them. Okay, roll me an acrobatics check, please. That is 18. Okay, you do uh, that sweet jump, like you said. You, there's a, not a crate, but there's like a pipe that is uh, at, a, at a good height out of the, the entangling roots. And you uh, do some sweet parkour around this bend, and you've used your movement, and you can see the thorn is uh, standing there uh, about 15 feet in front of you. 15 feet, that's it? Yep. Ooh. That was your movement. Uh, let's see. Acrobatical movement, if I do say so myself. Uh, and you got yourself your first hero point there. Woohoo! Oh. Speaking of hero points, would you like to explain what that homebrew thing is? You know what? I would love to. Thank you so much for bringing that up. <laughs> While he's figuring out what he wants to do. Yes. So hero points are something that I devised for the homebrew of this game to encourage some more cinematic actions for the players to undertake. Uh, 
So the deal with hero points is that you can have as many hero points as you have levels. So for this crew, they're all level 8, so they can have a bank of up to 8 hero points. Each one of them can be used to give you plus 2 to a roll before you know whether or not that roll fails. So you can use any number of your hero points that you have in your bank at any one time, but you can't add more you know, after you know whether or not you fail or not, because they have to be declared before you know whether or not you have succeeded or failed. In addition to that, one hero point can be used to gain 100 gold just magically. You can use them on multiple rolls. You can use them all on a single roll. Um, so anything like that. But they do not restore after a long rest. The only way you can get hero points is to do cool shit. So it's different from inspiration. With inspiration, you get to roll with advantage on rolls. Similar to inspiration, but not quite. Anyway. Okay. What spell you want to do? Pax? I'm going to do something cool as hell. And I'm going to do a fourth level spell called Banishment. Oh. Love this spell. And that is a 60 foot range. Last one minute if I want it to. Uh, I send one creature to another plane of existence and it must succeed on a charisma saving throw or be banished. All right. What's your spell save, DC? 14. You do this sweet parkour and what does it look like when you cast banishment? Midair, as I'm coming down from the side of the wall, I kind of just wave my hand and and uh, snap my fingers and then... I land with uh, one knee to... I land on my knee and... Superhero landing, got it. Exactly, superhero landing. And what does he do? Does he banish? Yeah, as you snap your fingers, uh, the thorn blinks out of existence. Okay. And I know exactly where he was. Yes, you know exactly where he was. Okay. So yeah, the thorn has blinked out of existence. So Tora and... Maxine, that'll give you enough time to get up to where Pax is, if you'd like. So as a rogue, I can I can use dash as a bonus action. So next time we're in a chase, can I dash as an action and then dash as a bonus action? I have to double check it, but my my gut wants to say yes. Okay, that is good to know. Cool. But also I, to yell at Jordan about later. I will... <laughs> I'll have to double check it because I, I honestly haven't looked at the the rogue section in a long time. Seems weird considering we had a rogue on our uh, last one, but that's okay. That's is okay. is he a rogue though? <laughs> He's the nicest rogue you'll ever meet. It's true. So, what do y'all do for uh, the minute that you're waiting for the thorn to pop back into existence? I walk real slowly up to where the spot where he, where they were and. Uh... Basically, just wait in front of where they were standing with my arms crossed, waiting for them to exist. Or waiting for you guys to catch up. I'm inspecting my torn skirts, for sure, and trying to see if I could possibly get them fixed or not. Okay. Probably sitting down. Okay. Pax does that. Maxine does that. Tor, what would you like to do? I have a spell where I uh, produce flame. So I kind of just want to like hold it in my hand just to be like super intimidating and just like play around with it while we're waiting. 
Okay. Like sushi balls. Toss it from, yeah, toss it from hand to hand, you know, like juggle, like. <laughs> yeah. Just with okay. a flickering flame in my hand. So Pax is attempting to be intimidating, I'm guessing. No, I'm just waiting for everyone to catch up and then I'm going to blink them back into existence and then oh. basically punch them in the face. Okay. Knocking them down. Not trying to be intimidating. Tora, are you trying to be intimidating? Or are you just doing that to do it? I'm just doing I'm like super aloof. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's kind of my thing. Okay. And Maxine, you're not trying to be intimidating. You're looking no. at your skirts. Nope. Got it. I'm sitting down. <laughs> I'm really upset. This was one of my favorite jumpsuits. <laughs> okay. So uh, back in initiative order, the thorn pops back into existence right in front of you, Pax. What would you like to do? I would like to punch them in the face and knock them down. Okay. Roll me a melee attack, please. Let's see. You'll add your strength modifier because it's an unarmed strike. Uh, it's a 15. Okay. that That's going to be a hit. Uh, he's not wearing any heavy armor or anything. He's in uh, leather gear. Good for running. He looks pretty cool. As you as you look at him a little closer, you can see that his armor actually has like a rose motif in it, and there's you can see the thorns of the vines creeping around it. All right, so do I knock him down? Uh, yeah, you punch him in the face. Roll for damage, please. Roll me one one uh, or one damage, please. One one. What what's your uh, strength modifier? Plus one. All right, you hit him for two damage. He's got a bloody nose. And he goes, oh, shit, Bianca, I'm shooting a nose spray at tomorrow. <laughs> what? That's from 10 Things I Hate About You. Are you kidding, kidding me? I've never seen my favorite movie. The way he says it, too, I'm shooting a nose at tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So the thorn says, oh, oh, I think you broke my nose. Halt. And I grab them by the their tunic. Yeah, I'm I'm stopped. Why are you all chasing me? Why? Why? You're just a regular thorn in our side. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what I say. <laughs> I stare blankly at Tora. <laughs> I don't actually say that. I am not that stupid. <laughs> I say there's a bounty on your head and I want to collect it. Listen, listen, listen. I'll pay you double whatever they're they're that they're giving you as a reward. I, I promise. I, I'm good for it. Look, here, see? And he pulls out a a satchel, and you can hear a clink of coins. It's not going to do it. The triple, triple whatever they're they're offering. There's no honor in disregarding a bounty I've already taken. So it's going to be like that, huh? Yeah. What's your passive perception there, Pax? 16. You notice the thorn fumbling with a dagger at his side. He is obviously trying to be sneaky, but it's not doing a good job. God, the thorn sucks. He he crit himself. <laughs> Ooh. That's awesome. So, I grabbed him by the tunic, right? I notice the dagger. I get up in his face, and I say, number six. And then I wrestle him to the ground. Okay, do uh, roll me in a post strength check, please. 17. Yeah, you handily tackle him to the ground and, and have him restrained. Sweet. Probably with, like, my knee in his back. Ah, 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 oh, get off me! What? Why? 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 Just take my money, take my armor, my dagger, take whatever you want and just let me go! 
who sent you after me? Who who was it? Was it was it the coppers? Was it was it the the wolf? Everyone's a the around here. I don't know which <laughs> one of them it was. The stone, the wolf, which one? As he's saying this, I'm tying his hands and I go, Well, who uh out of character, who did put the bounty out on the thorn? This was a bounty put uh forward by the copper mantles. They put it on their bounty board. What's the uh what's the crime? It is attempted murder. Whoa. On who? The bounty slip did not say. Just said attempted murder. Can I kick him and be like, who'd you try to kill? <laughs> That's not very druidic. <laughs> kick a man while he's down. I'm kidding, eh? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Literally, on the ground. Kick him while he's down. No. I'm not a dick. Namaste. Can I use detect thoughts? Oh. Yes. For the duration, you can read the thoughts of certain creatures. When you cast the spells, your action, concentration up to a minute. As an action, you can shift your attention to creature thoughts or attempt to probe deeper into the same. If you probe deeper, the target must make a wisdom save. So you're just looking for surface thoughts, you're looking for deep dive. Deep dive, I want to know who they tried to kill. Okay, um, so what Why you- Why are you after me? I'm pretty sure if you tried to kill somebody, you're like, it's probably that. Uh, so- So he's currently thinking about it. Yes. So the, uh, the surface thoughts that you detect are fear and annoyance and frustration. Okay. What's your spell save, DC? 15. Okay. You probe deeper into his mind and you break through his mental barrier. Mm. And you hear his thoughts to himself. God, the wolf is going to kill me. I I just wish that I could have offed him before all this went down. This would have made things so much easier. Cool, cool, cool. Maxine stands up and she's like, she gets kind of close to him and she's like, so you tried to kill the wolf? Is that what I'm hearing? But I thought a second ago you didn't know who he was. He, the thorn looks at you with confusion and says to you, what do you, no, I, I don't know the wolf. He's just, I don't, everyone kind of, you know, he's everywhere, um, right? I kind of get lower and I go, and I'm like, Shh, it's okay, it's okay. And I'm going to cast the cantrip Friends. You become friends with this guy? <laughs> it's the only way to get friends. <laughs> For the duration, you have advantage on all charisma checks directed at one creature of your choice that isn't hostile towards you. I don't think he's hostile towards me. I didn't do nothing. I've just been sitting over here. I'll, I'll allow non-hostility. not actively fighting. I will allow non-hostility. Okay. He's, you've confused him. You've, caught, you've thrown him off guard. So he is he's neutral now. So yeah. you have advantage on charisma yeah. checks. So if you want to try and persuade him or yeah, deceive um, him. I kind of want to deceive him sort of and be like, yeah, you can you can tell us. You know, we uh, were also hunting um, the wolf as well. What a dick, right? <laughs> so you're deceiving him. Yes. Okay. You're, you're deceiving him with the intent of trying to get more information. Yes. All right. Uh, roll me that deception check. Does I have advantage? You have advantage. Okay. <laughs> That's better. I rolled a three first. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, 23. <laughs> Deception. Goodness. Yeah, I saw you at a plus 10. Plus 10. Hold on. You're, you're after the wolf too? I mean, really? 
yeah, man. I mean, the only reason we're after you is because we know that you can get the job done if given the proper tools. You're, you're right. I can. I'm I'm good at what I do. Yeah, no one man. no one double crosses the thorn. They get the thorn, and you see him kind of. His arms are tied behind his back, but you see that he um, is instinctively kind of thrusting one of his arms forward as if he's maybe trying to thrust a dagger. You mess with the thorn, you get hurt. Yeah, I'm I'm good at what I do, and and the wolf knows it. And yeah, I did I did try and kill him, you know, because he he's he's been ruling this part of town long enough, and it's time it's the thorn's turn. Um, I'm gonna hurt this town. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just I'm listening to all this, and I kind of just turn to Pax and Maxine, and I'm just kind of like, "Well, that definitely was an admission of guilt, guys." So I'm audibly <laughs> laughing at. It. I turn around and I'm like, "So is that is that enough for?" I look at Pax specifically. I'm like, "Is that enough for you?" To take him in? Yeah. Sounds to me like we got our guy. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Okay, cool. And then I turn back around and I'm like, you owe me a fucking dress. My <laughs> lawyer will be in contact with your jail cell. Thank you. Wait, hold And I like turn around. <laughs> Wait, what? What? I thought... I pull him up. Hey, you, you won't mess with the thorn again. I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> and he now knows that you have deceived him. Uh I don't care. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and scene. You all take the thorn in to um, to the Copper Mantle Precinct where you got the bounty from uh, in Gizmoboro. And um, you turn him in there, you hand in your slip, and you all are paid. Money, 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 money. Yeah, you all are paid the agreed upon amount of 300 gold per person. Ew. Maxine's like, this is chump change. <laughs> and that's when I say number 10. What did you say, number 10? Yeah. So now that uh, all the action has kind of subsided, why don't we take a moment and uh, do you all want to describe your characters in a little more detail? <laughs> um. Pax, you've been referencing some rules, right? What, what's going on there? Yeah, what the fuck does number 10 mean? 10 is assistance will be rewarded. What does that mean? What are these numbers you're referencing? Yeah, talk about it. These are my bounty hunter tenants. Okay. I'm talking out of character, not in character. Oh, okay. I'm literally just sitting here kind of like a blinking ellipses, like dot, 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 continue. Yeah, this is a lot of character. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not some copper mantle just asking, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> it's part of my bounty hunter guilds, you know, like... Code, I guess you would use the word code. So number 10 is assistance will be rewarded. And number six, uh, which I whispered to him before, was capture is the job, kill if necessary. When he pulled the dagger. Gotcha. So you're trying to uh, to intimidate him with this stuff, huh? Are, th are these like the guild's tenants or your personal tenants? The guild's. Oh, so this is like a widely known thing, these... No, they're very, they're pretty secretive. So, like, how are you going to intimidate him if you're whispering something that he doesn't even know what the fuck you're talking about? I'm just saying, if somebody whispered number two into my ear, I don't know if I could keep a straight face. That's not very intimidating. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's exactly where my train of thought was going. You can what is say number the two, whole like on. thing. <laughs> I thought you were asking what number two meant for a second. I was no, worried. no, I was looking up my number two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, we're hey, adults. whatever you want to do in your own time, man. Who does number two work for? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Can you? What is it? Number two is a hunter shall not steal from those less fortunate. That shouldn't come up too often. You're not going to whisper that to an orphan or something. No, but you might whisper it like if I was stealing from a child in the street. Maxine, number two. He's just like, number two. I'm like, I don't have to go. I do it before he left. Number one is no harm shall come to children. So there you go. Don't steal from kids. (laughs) (laughs) Both. Number one and number two. Okay. Dude. Oh god. Maybe say the whole thing. I think that would be more intimidating. I know. I was just like You want me to say the whole thing that you think that'd be more intimidating? Yeah, say the rule. And the number? Or just the No, just say the I feel like that's gonna be so awkward. Because if you were like number two, don't steal from kids, and I was like, What what's number one? Like I would ask. I immediately be like, What are the other things that you I keep go on? How many of the like I feel like and then I'd ask questions and you can't tell me that. And if this is like not a lot of people know it, you just kind of be telling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Get arrested enough times by you and you figure out all the code. All right. I know I've, I've tried <laughs> killing someone. I've tried hitting a kid. And he came up and punched me in the face and said number one, so I know number one. <laughs> I know there's a number six, so there must be. <laughs> There's at least, There's at least six. four other that I'm missing. <laughs> Collect them all. Like the McDonald's cup. But is six the highest one? <laughs> How many are there? There are ten. Ten tenants. Like the Ten Commandments? Yeah, it's a Jesus thing. There's a reason I didn't call them commandments. <laughs> no, but I mean, is that why you chose that number? Did you say the Jesus no. thing? I said, yeah, it's a Jesus thing. That was a Moses thing. Yeah, but like Jesus thing, like the Bible things, you know. Welcome to the theology portion of the podcast. <laughs> How good is your religion? What's your modifier? <laughs> I've stumped it into the dirt. It must Mine's be much plus like two. <laughs> you wanted me to describe the character a little bit? No, yeah. I wanted you to describe the fucking tenants. All right, I'll describe the tenants. Well, I was going to say, like, what, what's Pax look like? I mean, we... oh yeah, what does he look like? Or sorry, what what do they look like? Yeah, Pax goes by they them pronouns. Oh, I forgot about that. Yay. And they are very androgynous. So often gets mistaken for a girl, often gets mistaken for a guy. Has like uh, black, longish hair, usually in a ponytail up or something like that, I guess. Wears not heavy armor, but has like a breastplate. Looks very official. Nice. I'm guessing it's like Bounty Hunter Guild kind of ensemble. Not like your typical street clothes or armor. I feel you. Stuff that has been uh, given to you by the guild itself. Mm. By the quartermaster. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sweet. So let's uh, let's go backwards initiative order. Emily, what's Maxine like? We know that she's fancy. She fancy. Um, she wears pantsuits. She does. Uh, she wears whatever is in fashion, really. She has, um, long red hair, like, bright red. Um, and it's, like, it's always, like, perfectly, like, that curled but not curly kind of thing. 
that going like, on. Like she woke up early and did it, but it's probably some sort of spell. That like heavy wave. Yeah. Um, it's always perfect. And she's got bright green eyes and freckles because she's adorable. But she's also really shitty on the inside of her. <laughs> Where, where's your Scottish accent? Nope. <laughs> Will not. Fun fact, I can't do accents. I can kind of do voice affectations, but accents are they're a no-go. You can ask all of my, uh, any theater teacher that I've ever had that's tried to get me to do an accent. It's rough. She's married to a marquee, but she doesn't really, um, it was definitely just to be a Marquess, for sure. It was all for power and no, nothing to do with him. She doesn't really know where he is. Um, or what he does, uh, or what he's the Marquis of, but she knows that she is a Marquess, and that's really all that matters. And that's really it, I guess. Oh, she is here to fulfill her, I said, community service hours. Lux requires uh, the nobility to participate in uh, these, basically, community service hours, giving back to the community. And so I have um, somehow found myself here with the copper mantles. Yep. The uh, the halls of indulgence specifically require their nobility to fulfill these community service hours, so to speak, so that they can continue their indulgences mm-hmm. without too much uh, backlash from the rest of the Luxon community. Yep. Basically, that's it. So yes. I'm here and uh, not super qualified, so... <laughs> you're welcome um basically all she can do she can talk shit real well and she's really good at lying and deceiving and that's her only skill well you can play an instrument too so. yeah uh <laughs> great so last but not least torah yeah got any more uh, physical descriptors for us uh so torah is kind of i don't want to say willowy because she's strong but she's got one of those like kind of like very lithe bodies like she's toned but like thin kind of like she's very cat-like in her like way that she moves it's just like but like you can see the power but she's also very graceful she's got like honey colored hair and her eyes are also green but they're like spring green like very very vibrant green love it and like I said before, she's like super chill and laid back and she kind of like she's she's here because she wanted to kind of see what it was like outside of because, you know, like, well, they don't know the, the listeners, I guess, in the circle of all, which is something we never really touched on in the uh, podcast before in the main campaign. Yeah, in the main campaign. That's the words I was looking for. It's very secluded, like it's only druids like they don't really like outsiders at all and not too many people go outside of it but she's like the kind of person that gets restless very easily so she wanted to get out there and while she may not be super qualified this is like her first real job in the real world speaking of your first real job in the real world you are very confused by the 300 gold coins that they have yeah that's what i was gonna say (laughs) i was gonna say like I don't I don't know what this means. I don't have any sort of understanding of monetary things because we all do barter like yes. the barter system in the circle of all. So like when I get handed this money, I'm just like I don't 
don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. I'm gonna the, need I'm gonna need Maxine to explain this to me. Yeah. So the uh, to elaborate a little more on the currency of the Circle of All. Uh, they don't accept common coin uh, at all passages into the Circle of All where the Druids live. There are what are called favor exchanges where the travelers can exchange their coin for Druidic favors such as twigs, river stones, and shells. And uh, that is the only way to uh, to trade within the Circle of All. It is very, very different from the rest of Alari, which is the city continent of this world. So... What would y'all like to do now that you've been paid from your bounty? You've turned in the, the thorn. The bounty board is right right nearby to the uh, the clerk where you handed in the, the bounty itself and turned over the thorn. He curses you the whole way back to his holding cell. Mm-hmm. And you hear the cell door slam. Cool. Okay. Now, what would you like to do now? Um, Campaign over. <laughs> yeah, right. Can I can I like just like hold this money in my hand and just be like, um, what do I do with this? <laughs> um, what what do you mean? What what do you do with it? You spend it on things, fine things, oh. preferably. Well, I mean, but really, you can spend it on whatever um, you like. Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time they were having this little conversation I was with my arms crossed looking at the bounty board and I hear that and I turn <laughs> and I go what? I kind of look at Maxine like a little bit confused and a little bit like offended and I'm like just because I'm a druid and I come from the circle of all doesn't mean I don't know how to eat food and no I don't enjoy dirt in my mouth I'll rub it all over my body. <laughs> well, but I won't eat it ever. Okay, well, let's see if we can find you some body rubbing dirt then. <laughs> I can't with you. A dirt mask, perhaps. I need a good, I need a good bath. A dirt, bomb. Oh dear, you're talking about a mud bath. We have those in Lux. I know what that is. <laughs> so you're saying that this is what I use to get food and supplies. Yes. Yes, okay. you give them the round, shiny rocks, and they <laughs> will give you goods and or services. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. You're, you're welcome, and I pat her head. You're very patient for someone who you just find as shitty. Me? Oh, yeah. No, she's still being shitty. She asked if she wanted dirt. She's saying it very patronizing. <laughs> she's not stupid. Like... She's just shitty. I'm from the South. Condescendingly uh, pleasant. Yes, super condescending, and and because I'm so naive so rude. and I don't know my way in the world, I I take it as face value. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like it's very double talk. Is trouble. I'll get it eventually. <laughs> eventually, you'll realize that I'm insulting you. <laughs> Sweet, I swing back around to the bounty board. Okay, you looking for a good bounty? Shaking my head. Yep. All right, roaming investigation. Okay. I'll let you roll it with advantage. Excellent. You know how to look for a good bounty. 18. Wow, you think my investigation would be a lot better. It's only plus one. That's weird. There's one bulletin that catches your eye, uh, specifically. It is uh, not a bounty so much as a missing poster. Apparently there's a missing persons. There's a 
a halfling missing from the Thornburn estate. What's with all these thorns? God. <laughs> um, since they are also fancy people, I know nobility. Would I know who that is? Uh, Thornburns aren't nobility. No? Mm-mm. They are. Aren't they fancy? But they're rich. They're well. <laughs> they're well known. So, um, Pax, you know that the the Thornburns are well known. Uh, Maxine would also know about the Thornburns because of their um, potion empire. Tora has no fucking idea what the hell is going. Tora has no clue. <laughs> uh, if it's not a berry that I rub into my wounds, then I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> but because it's a missing persons, uh, missing persons uh, requests are usually pretty easy to fulfill, and if, especially if it's for a thornburn, it's going to be with a lot of money because it is does say that uh, her father is offering a reward for safe return. So that is the the best best poster that you see okay uh, you see a few other ones there's some you know hiring posters and there's a wanted poster but it doesn't look like there would be uh much on that individual the uh the the, the paper's all tattered and torn and it's been up there for a while so it's probably more of a challenge not a very easy bounty to get um which is what i like as a character though if you'd like, you can take that one down, too. You are allowed uh, to take two bounties from the board. All right, I rip them down, and I say, follow me to the two. I turn around, and I'm like, you don't command me as I follow the out. <laughs> I don't turn around, I just keep walking. Hey, come back, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I keep walking. <laughs> okay, so you are uh, currently in Gizmoboro. You know that the Thornburn Estate is fairly close by. Relatively speaking, um, I just realized that I can screen share and uh, those that are viewing can watch. Um, so, oh, yeah. oh, cool. Gizmoboro is uh, right here, right in the center of Alari. Eh, center ish of Alari. And that is currently where the bounty hunting party is. Uh, the Thornburn estate is right here at the, um, the conflux of Gizmoboro, Lux, and Fellows. So it's not too far off. So if you all wanted to make your way to the Thornburn Estate to get some more information, you could do that. You could, um, that is the last known location of um, Safina Thornburn is the name on the wanted poster. So that is the last known location where she was seen. Or you can uh, try alternative methods. Whatever you all would like to do. I turn around to uh, Miranda, right? What was what was the name again? Began with an M. How dare you! I am a Marquess. <laughs> <laughs> he totally in character called you character. Miranda. Yeah. Yeah, Miranda. I, I got this uh, easy one here. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. What's, what? What's the problem? My name is Marquess Maxine Monroe, and you will refer to me as such. <laughs> okay, Max. Uh, we got this easy one here. <laughs> <laughs> She's very angry. We got this easy missing persons. Should be okay for you. So let's go interview the uh, last people at the last known location. I want. I kind of want to tap Maxine and be like, "Are you okay?" Like, because <laughs> I can see your face is getting red and your nostrils are flared, and you literally look like you're gonna maim someone. <laughs> She's like, "Ooh, ooh, uh." Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. 
Wow. Not thrilled. You're a dick. <laughs> I already said it. She sucks on the inside. Um, yeah, uh, I put my hand out for the paper. I don't say anything. I just put my hand out. I hand it to her, I guess. I look at it and I'm like, Thornburn, you expect me to go to the Thornburn estate? Looking like this, and I point to the very small rip in my dress. <laughs> Shopping episode. <laughs> well, wait. We'll get you a new dress. Let's go. Wait, wait, wait. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I have my spell book in the app. Hold on a second. Do you have mending? I do have mending. It's one of my cantrips. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I kind of look at her. I saw the way that she. See, I'm picking up on these social cues. So I kind of saw the way she reacted when I touched her. So I kind of like look at her to like draw her attention. I'm kind of like, hi, I can fix that for you if you want me to. Oh, you can fix it? That's so sweet of you. Yes, please. And I turn around so she can like, I like make it very obvious so that she can fix it. All right. So I cast mending. All right. What's mending look like when you cast it? So I kind of do the same thing. I clutch my tiger's eye. And I, I look down at the, the tear and I hold my hand out, but like not close enough to her where she freaks out again. And uh, it kind of looks like, like just these threads all appear from out of nowhere and they just like instantly like fill up this hole, like zigzagging around until the hole is repaired. All right, zoop, fixed dress. I'm like, aren't you a deer? And I like touch her nose. Oh, okay. <laughs> I roll my eyes. I go, thank God that's over with. Let's go. That was painful. I want to see the paper. I'm going to hold out my hand for the I paper. Give her, I give her the paper. Can I read? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Can you? No, but I, I'm okay. That sounded like a really stupid question, but like at the same time, I feel like you would be, yeah, Circle Vault would still have written language. Yeah, okay. you can read. I'm just making sure. I just wanted to. No, make I'm just sure. going to be shitty. No druids can read. I totally would have played it off like I couldn't. <laughs> that but... just sounds like a racist stereotype. It does druids sound like can't it. read. Yeah. It's terrible. That sounds like something Maxine would say. <laughs> I heard that all druids can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when I hand, when I reached for the paper that you should have said something like that. Are you sure you could read this, you could sweetheart? <laughs> oh, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Thank you. See? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I can read. That's good to know. Yes, you can read. And I, I'm, so I'm kind of looking at it and I'm like, um, it says she's 20. She looks like a child. <laughs> we should, we should definitely help her. She must be so scared. I'm so glad I wasn't the one to make the joke this time. <laughs> I turn to her and I say, 20 is an adult for a halfling. But she just looks so sweet and innocent. She must be terrified that she's missing. We need to help her. Yeah, that's why we have this. Okay, so what are we doing? I turn around and I walk the, toward the Thornburn estate. <laughs> And I go, apparently we're going to the Thornburn estate and I have to walk the entire way there. Be lucky if I don't show up sweating through my clothes. Sweat's really good for you. It releases toxins. 
I try to sweat as much as possible. Do you say that in character? That's in character, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. I step a few steps away from Thor. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. great. What? It's it's nature. It's natural. That's what I meant to say, not it's nature. <laughs> <laughs> it's nature. It's nature. Everything's nature if you think about it. <laughs> Is that what you think Nicole sounds like? Exactly what she sounds like right now. Like, exactly. That's how I'm playing her. She's really innocent and sweet and naive. Just wait, though. She's She's got a, she's got a bite to her. Okay, It'll come okay, out. okay, okay, okay. Someone step on a bug. Watch what happens. I'm just kidding. <laughs> are y'all going to be uh, going on foot or are you going to hire passage to the Thornburn estate? You do have coin. Of course I have coin. How far a walk is it? It's going to be by on foot. It would be about two days walk. Two days? We are hiring someone. I, th- <laughs> I thought you said it was close by. If you're going on foot, yeah. Have you ever gone on Google Maps and you're like, oh, hey, how close is that Target? And you look by car and it's like two minutes and you go by foot and it's like, 38 minutes away <laughs> fine okay yes we are definitely hiring someone i will pay for it i turn around and i go okay it's yeah. a big carriage which obviously means since i'm paying for it that i get to sit in the cab by myself thank you suit suit yourself <laughs> thank you okay there is a a carriage station not too far from where you are they seem to be artificers carriages so they uh they run on magic instead of being drawn by like a horse. Is this like a dri- a self-driving car? <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's a self-driving car. It's a self-driving carriage. Cool. You walk up to the um to the self-driving carriage. There's a gnome there. He says, "Welcome. How can I help you?" Um, I would like your uh best carriage, please. Oh well. You uh, you came to the right place because uh, this this right here this is uh this is my best carriage. You see it? Isn't it? Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> would you Would you like Would you like this one? It's uh, it's quite nice. What does it look like? <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> By her standards, it's trash. Do you have anything that's maybe a little nicer than this? Oh, well, I assure you, this is the nicest of all of my carriages. I mean, I've crafted this one myself. This is my pride and joy. This is the fastest carriage in in all of Gizmoboro. Yeah, nay, all of Alari. It's very beautiful. You should be very proud. You did a great job. Thank you. Uh, some may call it a hunk of junk, but I do call it my my, my most valuable possession. Oh, that's so sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I turn to her and I say, this is the best you're going to get in the third world. This isn't Lux. Well, well the Gizmobur is hardly the third world. Um... I'm I'm not talking to you. I'm, oh. I, I didn't mean any offense to you. I was making a joke at her. Oh, uh, no, 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 no offense taken. I... I... I know a joke when I hear one. Hey, do you want to hear one of my jokes? No, I'm already so sad from you. Oh. I'll hear a joke <laughs> as I look at her. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Um, uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Woober. Woober who? Uh, I'm Woober. Nice to meet you. <laughs> oh my God, are we catching a Woober? <laughs> I chuckle and I go, hi. Woober's the name. Carriages are the game if I... 
All right. Um, I will take your uh, <clears throat> nicest carriage then. Thank um, you. Well, it's all it's all um it's all charged up and ready to go. I just uh just had everything checked today, and everything has been uh properly calibrated, and uh, it, it'll it'll well well uh, first let me ask you where do you where are you needing to go? Is there something by the Thornbury Estate that I can say we're going to? Because I don't want to say exactly where we're going. You could say that you're going to the um, to the border of uh, Lux and Fellows, the northern border of Lux and Fellows. Um, we're going back to uh, the northern border where Lux meets Fellows. I need to uh, uh, talk with some friends back in Lux. Oh, yes. Uh, well, okay. Well, if that's where you're going, that's not a very uh, far distance at all. We should be have you there in about a half a day's time. Uh, and... Uh, you that that that'll come to uh that'll 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 come to uh twenty gold. Okay, and I hand him twenty of the gold that I have. Oh well, th- thank you very much. May I interest you in the um in the, in the premium package? Oh yes. Um. So uh, in the premium package, you don't even have to tell me. I'm already paying for it. Oh, excellent. That'll be um. Uh, that'll be an an extra twenty gold. Okay. Is is there anything else that I can I can do for you today? Um, no, I think that's it. Thank you so much. Uh, could I interest you all in, in leaving a, um, a posting on, uh, on the, the Gizmo Borough town, town board to, uh, to, to let people know about how, how your service was here today? Uh, you know, it really helps me out with, uh, getting, getting more, um, more clients on, in the carriages. And, uh, the more, the more clients I have, the, uh, the, the better the carriages are. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm. I must leave. <laughs> I must go. Oh, Thank I, you. I, I understand it's a a quick mission uh, or uh, a quick. You have to go now. Okay, I, I get it. Um, I I can take a hint. Um, okay. I turn to him and I say, I always support small businesses, and I hand him five gold, and I say, you know, this can get you some good marketing materials. Oh well. I know a good PR guy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, thank you. I, I very much appreciate it. Uh, well, I'll put this to good use. Uh, uh, soon, Woober is going to be a household name. Mark my words. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Woober. <laughs> no, no. Thank you. Farewell. Have a have a safe, uh, safe, safe voyage. And uh, don't don't worry about uh, getting the carriage back to me once you all are out of it. It will it'll it'll come scooting right on back. I was literally just about to ask how that works. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, you'll just need to hold on to these uh, uh, these locating devices so that uh, the the carriage will know when you're you're out. You just put them right right here in the receptacle. When you're done, when when you've reached your destination, it'll zoop scoot right on back. I would like to roll an insight on Woober. Please do, just to see why he seems chill. It's always the chilled ones. It's like that always gets us in trouble. We're like, they seem nice. That's a <laughs> that's a twenty one insight. Uh, he is through and through being genuine and honest with you. He is just telling you how the thing works. Okay, I say thanks, Woober, and I walk out the door. Farewell. Enjoy the carriage. Oh, and enjoy the premium package as well. Don't forget. So, out of character, what's in the premium package? Okay. <laughs> So, you get into the uh, into the carriage, and you see that uh, it is it's 
fine on the inside. I mean, it's not, you know, run down or anything, but it's not, you know, the nicest thing you've seen. It, it's slightly larger on the inside than it is on the outside. It's not mm-hmm. like a TARDIS where it's like super big on the inside. <laughs> it's nice and spacious. You all have ample leg room. Uh, the size of it's about the, the size from the outside. It's about the size of a sedan, four door sedan, like a regular car. But uh, it floats about two feet off the ground. And when you are inside of it, it's slightly larger or it's slightly smaller than like a bedroom. Are you telling me that Ilari has flying cars? They don't fly. They they kind of <laughs> hover around. <laughs> hover cars. We have hover cars. And they only go from Gizmo Burrow and back. So that it's kind of a short range on them. They wouldn't get you as far as, you know, the barony of Talaria or anything, but they would take it to the immediate areas around Gizmo Burrow. That sounds amazing. So you, oh, you get into the, uh, into the carriage itself and it's slightly smaller than a bedroom, but you know, there's enough room for y'all to kick back. There are some nice comfy chairs for you all to sit in and there is a nice bar in the back. As you get in, because you have purchased the premium package, you see a small cage that's surrounding a switch. Kind of uh, the the cage retracts from around the switch, and you see a little circling light go around the switch. Like like we gotta push it or flick it. Like you gotta flick the switch. Flick it. Like flick it, it, it. Like don't it, touch it, the red button. <laughs> yes. It, it's like a white light that's circling around the switch. Is there going to be like a disco that comes out of nowhere? Like, what's happening? I'm ready. (laughs) You flick the switch, and uh, you hear some very, very good hurdy-gurdy music. Oh, God! (laughs) I love it. And there is... That is the worst instrument ever. (laughs) Hey, listen, it is the rave machine of the medieval era. (laughs) And you see um, in the bar uh, another level of drinks kind of rises up so you've got the nicer liquors mm-hmm. that you have available to you top shelf beers top and shelf there's liquors. a <laughs> and a um a game table comes up from the middle of the uh what the hell of the carriage itself did we just like step into the casino royale of hovering cars like like the party bus yeah it's like a party bus basically <laughs> is there a stripper pole <laughs> no no stripper pole it's not large enough Damn, should have gone for that premium, premium. Listen, if they had it, I would have bought it. Hey, premium look, plus. If you if you you write that review on Gizmoboro Yelp and say no sugar holes, zero stars. So anyway, you all hop into the carriage and you it, it immediately starts up uh, once you all are in and seated. You make the half a day's journey. It takes not not very long at all to get to uh, the Thornburn estate. You get there. Do, do you want to say anything while you're in the party bus or? Um, is it a spinning chair? N- no. No? Okay, then can I push it so it's facing away from everybody? Yes. I do that. It's very loud. It's <laughs> super loud. Is there, is like the window open? You can, can I s- see outside? You can see outside, but the window's not open. The magic doesn't let that happen. Yeah, I'm just kind of like staring outside. After I got off over my initial shock of being in this very strange vehicle. Mm-hmm. Nicole's uh, general motivation is just like, what would a dog do? Nicole's or Tori's? 
both. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. Ooh, shiny. Ooh, shiny. Oh, I'm in a moving vehicle. Where's the window? Yeah. No, that's I'm how I feel. Unless I'm the one driving. So that's what we do. I make myself a few drinks for sure. Okay. They they yes. have both alcoholic and non alcoholic. Yes. I take a non alcoholic. Okay. 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 Cool. 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 I'm on the job. Nice. Um, so you all are in the party bus for a little while. Get to the northern border of Fellows and Lux, and the carriage stops, and you hear a ping. I look outside. Are we here? You, you look outside. You are at the, the at the border between Lux and Fellows. The Thornburn Estate is not too far from where you are. Okay. So then I put the tracking things in in the vehicle and step out and start heading there. All right. As you put the tracking orbs in the receptacle, you hear Woober's voice. Well, what? <laughs> kind of metallically, metallic-y, um, as if it's, or tinny, as if it's a recording or something. And it says, thank you. Have a nice day. I, like, immediately search for him, like, <laughs> so confused as to why his voice is coming out. Where where did that come from? Where is he? And the carriage turns around and heads back the way it came. And how long of a walk is it to the Thornburns? It's not going to be a long walk. And what time of day is it? It's dusk now. You're chasing uh, the Thorn early in the day. And maybe you'd been staking him out all night, and you uh, finally caught him in the morning, and it is now dusk. Sun is setting. So I turn to them and I say, do you want to stop for the night, or do you want to keep going? Um, I look around and I'm like, stop where? There's probably a tavern around the corner or something. You're on the Lux side of the border ah. between fellows and Lux. My people. <laughs> Um, yes, please. I would very much love to freshen up before we actually see the Thornburns, for sure. Trying to impress somebody that's not in Lux? The Thornburns transcend, uh, borders, sir. I don't know what you've heard, but they are potion royalty. Really? That sounds cool. They make potions? Oh, they do more than make Potions. They invented potions. Yeah, they made a few new potions back in the day, and they've been raking in the money ever since. I told Tora, and yeah, they just, they haven't put out a new potion in a decade. So they're kind of just riding the high. And why would they need to? Everything's fixed. This is like Billy Joel didn't need to put out a new album. Ever. <laughs> in the last, like, 20 years. Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> so before uh, I introduce myself to them, uh, of course I've heard of them. I have actually met them. I have friends who have met them, and I have friend, I have family who have met them. But I personally have not. So I would like to freshen up before we meet um, famous people. Thank you. <laughs> You're gonna get your camera too. Um, I don't know if we have cameras in this world, but I will have an autograph book. <laughs> <laughs> No cameras. That's, that seems very okay. beneath you. Maxine. I draw the line at cameras. Um, no, I'm going to do it so I can go back and 
rub it in everyone's face. Going to get your portrait taken with them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I need proof that I met. I can't just be like, oh, I met the Thornburns. I went to the Thornburn estate. I had dinner at the Thornburn. Like, whatever. I went through the Thornburn estate's drawers. Okay? I can't just say that. Like, I have to have proof that I did that. So, like, I need, like, a signature or something. Gotcha. I will be going through that house. <laughs> okay. Picking it clean. I'm just well, let's go in the morning then, I guess. Yes. Since it'll take you forever to freshen up. I need a bath. <laughs> Desperately. <laughs> I go, yeah, probably. Whatever you guys say. Okay. You all are on the Luxon side of the border. You find the, the nicest tavern that um, is nearby. The the one that probably Maxine was okay with the most. Yes. You you head in there. You stay for the night. Have some some drinks, some food, and uh, you're going to set off in the morning. But unfortunately, that's where we're going to let it off for this evening. Oh, I was just about to talk about what she wears the next day. Nope. <laughs> Write it down. Don't forget. That's going to be the end of our episode this evening. So if you are new to the Village Idiots podcast... At the end of every episode, I name a village idiot who has to do the recap of the episode we just recorded next week. So this week's village idiot, who's it going to be? It is going to be the village idiot of season one, me. <laughs> King idiot. What did you do? You're, I feel like you're doing this on purpose so you can be the village idiot. No, like, I'm, not, I'm not doing this on purpose because uh, on session zero slash one, it's unfair to make any of you the village idiot because you're still working out your characters. However, I am the DM at all times and sometimes I just need to take one for the team, you know? So the village idiot of this week is going to be yours truly, the DM. But if you all want to reach out to us, you can do so on social media, correct, Nicole? Yes, you absolutely can. You can find us on Twitter at Village Idiot Pod. If you want to talk to me personally, Nicole, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at JRoma20. I'm at Neurotic Good. I'm at Village Idiots DM. Oh no! Oh, yes. that just made me so sad. No, <laughs> you, that hurt worse than I thought it was going to. And you can't find Jordan because he's on paternity leave. Oh, the pain! We have to do that every episode now, and you can't find Jordan because he's on paternity leave. Okay, that's that's what we'll put that in our. That just made uh, me so sad. I cry. We gotta stop. We gotta move on. Okay. Um. So. We also have a website, villageidiotspodcast.com. There's tons of cool stuff up there, like artwork and, and all sorts of awesome stuff. Hopefully, we'll get some artwork of our new characters. There's also a link to our Patreon on that. Speaking of Patreon, want to hear more from your favorite idiots? Well, you're in luck because we have a Patreon. For just a couple bucks a month, you'll have exclusive access to some DM insights with Nathan and behind the screens. Listen to Nicole and I BS and What's What with Dilly and Dally, and even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of Lanamore. If a subscription to our Patreon is too much of a commitment for you, we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. New episodes come out every Tuesday. We stream every Thursday starting at 8 
thirty Pacific. Shit, eleven thirty. Eleven thirty Eastern. <laughs> yes, um, that's easier. Eleven thirty Eastern. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you turned into the live stream, thank you so much. If you chatted with us, we love you. Uh, we couldn't do this without you, uh, and you are perfect. And the world would be very, very sad without you because you're you're great. I love you. Um, I don't know. That's weird. Happy quarantine, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you tune in next week, either on live stream or on the podcast. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.